like the right. Wait a minute, stop. Hang on a minute. Let me let me stop. Mm-hmm. He just yes. said he w- he was in seminary. I was. So yeah. you went to seminary school. I did. Welcome to the Cowboy and Cadillac Show. Hey, just like last week, if you made it to this point and you're on this video podcast watching us, subscribe. Like and share. We appreciate you doing that for sure. For sure. Hey, welcome to the Cowboy and Cadillac Show. I'm Cowboy. And I'm Cadillac. And hey, folks, this show is all about business, how we can help you and how you can even help us. So leandorf.com, that's our holding company, and that's the company we own together. If you're interested in finding out what we do, the businesses we're in, that's where you can find it out at. Yeah, take a look at it. And today's going to be a little special uh, because we're going to give a little bit of a sneak peek into Cadillac's life. A little bit about where he's from, how he got to where he is, and uh, that kind of stuff. Last podcast y'all watched was uh, a little bit about me, so yep. I'm glad y'all held in there. Yep. This week, y'all going to get to hear a little bit about Cadillac. But before we get started, Cadillac, last week I told you I had a surprise for you, and I made you wait you did. a full week you did. for this surprise. I'm nervous, folks. I'm going to go ahead and bring the surprise out. You notice, okay. there, you notice there's no drink on the table, right? No drink. And everybody here knows that I like whiskey. And everybody that knows us also knows that we like to surprise each other fairly often, and they're usually pretty scary surprises. This is not going to be scary, folks. Hey, check this out right Good. here. Good. Oh wow! So this is yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a margarita skinny. Skinny margarita. He does like the little yeah. umbrella in the top side of it, though. I do. I do yeah. know that without yeah. doubt. Absolutely. So. Nobody requested this. Nobody asked for this, but we've gone whiskey, 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 whiskey on all of our shows, and I love whiskey, and I thought, damn, it's maybe taking advantage of Cadillac on this a little bit. So I stepped out of the box and got yeah. a little Patron, upscale Patron. Let me go ahead and take this thing yeah. out of here. Now, see, this is what a, a great best friend and business partner does. This guy does this kind of shit all the time. Look at Boy, that's fancy. That is super fancy. Grand Patron, mm-hmm. smoky, smoky tequila. Never had it. Some of the best agave I think we're probably both ever had. Well, except for that one time we were over at that client's. Oh wait a minute, Mm-mm. that was tequila. I'm sorry. Yeah, that Greg, <laughs> you know which Greg we're talking about. Hey, so listen, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pour us a little bit up. Today's yep. about uh, today is about Cadillac, so I thought it'd be a, a good time to give him a little sneak peek. Well, I appreciate that. Being the Patron drinker that he is, I thought this would be a good, ooh, that's ooh. good, wasn't it? That smells good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd make a mean, skinny margarita. Here we go. Yeah. I'm going to toast today mm-hmm. to Cadillac, being my partner, best friend, partner in crime, partner in business. Yeah. <laughs> it will help me bury the body, without a doubt. Without a doubt, folks. Here we go. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, oh, oh. oh, man, that's wow. Woo. Woo. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Hey, just so y'all know, we normally keep these bottles of whiskey that y'all recommend for us to drink. We keep them here at the office. Yeah. Uh, we have them from when clients come in. We have different meetings and different occasions. But I'm going to recommend to Cadillac to take this bottle to the house. Well, I appreciate that because this is probably one that would have wound up at the house tonight with me and Mrs. Cadillac. <laughs> that is so damn good, it's not even funny. Hey, Hands this, down, yeah. you taste the smoky in that, don't you? That's delicious. That's unreal. That, that is great. You had not tried it, folks. Go try it. 
jump out there and try it. Hey, listen, today's yeah. all about Cadillacs, so let's jump in here. Hey, and listen, subscribe. I'm going to say it again. Subscribe. Like and share. Snap faces, face chat us, do all of that stuff. Subscribe, share, Insta, yeah. face, whatever all that stuff all is. All those things. Yeah, we'll make sure we put you a little small banner down there so y'all can hit the button on that. Today's about Cadillac. So let's talk about Cadillac a little bit. And Cadillac, tell us, where are you from? Well, uh, I'm from South Arkansas is where I was born. Uh, matter of fact, the same hometown of, uh, it's called Rising, Arkansas. Town of 1,200 people, just as many pass away as it is born. Been 1,200 for as long as I've been alive. But uh, Rising doesn't have a hospital. So, you know, for all you Alabama fans out there, which I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm a Razorback fan. Is it Razorback or is it Pig? I couldn't. I, no, it's a Razorback. Oh, son. Razorback. Okay, Watch I just make sure. <laughs> Watch yourself. So the uh, Paul Bear Bryant was born and from a little town called Fordyce, Arkansas, and I was actually born at the hospital in Fordyce, Arkansas. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Tell us a little bit about your your growing up and getting through and, and growing into the man that you are today. Tell yep. us about those teenage years that you uh that you experienced well let's talk about geography real quick it has something to do with it i was a preacher's kid Woo. oh yeah no doubt i was one and of I those know the preacher that he's the kid of yeah yeah and i listen so i spent most of my time you know sometimes when you're when your family's in the ministry then it's kind of like being an army brat as well you know as far as moving around so biloxi mississippi baton rouge louisiana and back to Little Rock, Arkansas. So deep south is definitely uh, where I was born and raised and bred, no doubt about it. Uh, it has a lot to do with the accent you hear and also the man that you see. Uh, I was born to the two most incredible parents that a man could could hope for. You know? I will attest to that. I yep. know both of them. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, one of them has done some work for us. One of them yep. has done some work with us. Yep. I've got no to doubt. know both of them really, really good, and, and I definitely approve. Yeah, so my mother, I want to tell you, man, she is a tough nut. Well, she is the one that I've gotten uh, a lot of my business acumen from and just the, uh, I'm going to say bulldog. You know, when you get into something, you just don't let go till it stops moving. I got that from my mother. Uh, Mom, I appreciate it. Love you and thank you. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I often say when it comes to my dad that I will never be the man that he is because he is probably, he's a big man. He's a Viking. I am the runt of my entire family. And uh, Larry Neal, my dad wears a size 18 ring. Give you an idea. You know him. Those are, he will definitely make you feel incompetent when you shake his hand. Yeah, no doubt. And so uh, I got many a whippings from that man growing up. <laughs> and there was often times where they didn't help. They didn't have <laughs> some of them may have, but not all of them. Yeah. But I will tell you that, um, we didn't have a, a whole lot growing up in the way of finances, but I'm going to tell you, we never knew it Yeah, because what we didn't have there, we more than made up for it in love. So in our household, what I'm telling you is folks is that uh, it doesn't matter where you start out at, as long as you have a solid foundation and you have support and you got people that are there to love you and support you, it doesn't sky's the limit and even beyond. So mom and dad love you. And uh, without my parents, without my brother, little, yeah, uh, younger. You're his, his little big brother. Yeah. Or actually, it's his big little brother. It is. I just yeah. call him younger anymore. <laughs> I just call him younger. Uh, he's 6'5", about 315. He's, he makes me look small. Yeah. 
good old boy. Like I said, I'm the run of the entire family. But uh, with that being said, had a great family, uh, deep south growing up, and uh, yeah. Did you get in any trouble as a teenager? I'm just curious. If never. You, none? Never. Zero? Never. You're straight as an air. All right, so here's the guy's honest truth of it. <clears throat> I always walked that line, and it was a very thin line. We know the line I'm yeah. talking about. But oh, I always yeah. had the gift of uh, – I had the gift of gab, you know, where I would sit there and flirt with it. and. So basically you talked your way out of most of the trouble that you had gotten yourself into. Yeah, except the trouble <laughs> with my dad. And I never <laughs> got away from that trouble, ever. All right, so you made it through your teenage years. You survived, yeah. took a couple of beatings. I think we all did in that era. Sure. That, was, that was pretty common, helped yeah. us become who we Never are Never took one I didn't deserve from my mom or dad. That's ever. right. Yeah. Yep. Tell me a little bit about Cadillac. How did Cadillac come about? Yeah. How did the name Cadillac come about? Where did that, where did that originate from? You know, the name came about from actually, um, actually one of our employees back in the day. Um and then they kind of threw it around one of our offices and said, you know, yeah, yeah, I, we vote for that. That's what we should call him because you had already had the cowboy for some time. And uh, so, of course, you know, you're always everybody, worried about – Everybody needs a good stage name. Yeah, well, you're always worried about <laughs> trademarks when you got something like Cadillac. <laughs> so this, uh, I'll say this. Ran it by my wife. She looked it up. She said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're Cadillac. When you look it up in the dictionary – I'm the second meaning of Cadillac is what she told me, and I'll let you guys do all that research on your own. That's pretty funny. I was yeah. actually there. I was actually there. Yeah, you are. I remember. I remember that time. And, and Cadillac is a very fitting name because Cadillac is a is a is a slight bit of elegance. There's some smooth lines There's in that. a Cadillac. There is that. And a Cadillac's got a little horsepower. Oh yeah, got a little drive. So it's mm -hmm. fitting. It's yeah. definitely fitting. Well, I appreciate without that. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Uh, Tell me a little about when you first started business. Tell me you jumped off and what were you doing? How did you go into business? What well, was that like? All right, so let's talk about that for a second. I was, um, so being a preacher's kid and considering that my great-granddaddy was a founding uh, pastor of a big denomination around the world today, uh, my brother, my younger brother, is still, he's a pastor today. Uh, I was, it was the pedigree. I was almost expected to be a pastor. At one point in time, I actually was a youth pastor as well. And I was going to seminary at the time to get ordained and it just didn't feel like the right. Wait a minute. Stop. Hang on a minute. Let me, let me stop. Mm -hmm. He yes. just said he, he was in seminary. I was. So yeah. you went to seminary school. I did. This yeah. Is, this is an interesting story here. Yeah. And tell listen. me a little bit about it. Tell me a little bit about the seminary school. <laughs> well, you know what I, yeah. Not that we want to dig like super super deep. I won't go deep. Yeah. But let's let's do this right here. So you get you're not getting ready to go into business. You're getting ready to be a preacher. I mean, that's no yeah. doubt. He's getting ready to be a preacher. That's before but, I understood that big church was a big business. That's right. Yeah. But and you went I and you went it. through seminary school. And I know mm -hmm. a little bit of the story, but he went through seminary school. He made it through. I don't. I don't know how he made it. I don't know. There's there must have been lightning popping all around that place. Well, it was grace. <laughs> but he made it through seminary school until right six at weeks. a moment. Right six weeks from graduating. At, right at that moment. Yeah. What what did you, what happened to you? What what did you see and what did you feel? So I was raised, folks, I was raised to do the right thing. Whether I did or whether I didn't, sometimes we won't talk about that. But I was raised to do the right thing, to have morals, to stand up for them. And uh, even in the face of all odds and all pressure, you hold the line. If the line is right and needs to be held, you hold it. 
What so, you believe in, that is. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So, six weeks from graduating from seminary, I, I get what's called the bylaws of this particular um, denomination, and they just want you to sign off on it real easy, and everything looked great, sound doctrine, except for one of the lines that were in there. I won't go into it at this point in time. And I just knew from knowing the Bible that it was incorrect. Wasn't part of the Bible. It was not. It was a tradition of men. It was not biblically correct. So, matter of fact, it was uh, it was in contrast with what the Word tells you. So, I just tried to slide it on the radar, slid my paperwork in without signing it, and pass it on down, and, <laughs> and just you know hope that it would just go unnoticed. And sure enough, I'm um, sitting back there and I'm watching the proctor up there and. Mr. Neal. He looks, looks <laughs> and he could tell where the paper was. He says, uh, Mr. Neal seems to be an issue here. And I said, excuse me, sir. He says, uh, you didn't sign yours. I'm going to send it back so you can sign it real quick. Must have overlooked it. So in front of the entire class, I had to say, no, sir. No mistake made. I couldn't sign it. So long story short, because I refused to sign that, or refused to agree that that was accurate, then uh, – they uh, they kindly, and it was very, very cordially, <laughs> I will say that in their defense, uh, gave me the boot. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was probably the best thing that could ever happen. I don't believe me. I don't believe Jesus would have given you the boot. No. Yeah, I don't think no, so. I don't no. think that's the way that would have gone down. I hope not. So you come out of seminary school. Yeah. Didn't, I mean, that didn't work out. No. But uh, I will say this, knowing Cadillac as well as I know him and the time that we spend together, I do know that the boy knows the Bible, and yeah. he knows and he understands. And uh, it is, for me, sometimes, because I don't know it near as well as he do, as he do, as he does, mm. that almost led me into a joke I'll stay away from. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's, it's fun to listen to you talk about the Bible because of your knowledge and because of your yeah. understanding of it. It is interesting. Yeah. So you get so you get the boot out of seminary school. Doesn't yep. work out for you. Get the boot yep. out of seminary school, and you decide I got to go into business. And yes, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and even before I decided to go into business, you know, I had gone to uh, I went to one semester of college at University of Arkansas, Little Rock, um, and even there, I just there was something always from the time that I was a little boy. The only thing I could explain is I felt like I was always made to do something great. And if you're out there and you can kind of relate with that, but you almost felt kind of weird, like you were almost out of place and you almost felt prideful in a way, but you just couldn't wrap your head around it, that was me. That was me. I really couldn't. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was made to do something great. And for me, not for everyone, but for me, I knew when I was in that semester of college that that was not for me. I felt like I was wasting time, and I felt like I was uh, adding on a lot of debt uh, when not having a clear vision of where it was that I needed to be. Now, I started, uh, I started life early and got out there, and, uh, and I started, uh, started working in construction. I didn't know anything about it. This was back circa like 1997, around that era. And so I had a friend who was a pastor. This guy was one of the most real pastors you'd ever meet. I didn't go to his church. Um, he took me under his wing. I was young. I had a, a little baby girl on the way to be born, and he took me under his wing, and I started cleaning up construction lots and sites for him for 400 bucks a week. And uh, along the way, 
that's one thing that I always did is I poured 100% of myself into whatever I did. I don't care if it's cleaning up, uh, doing janitor work, whatever it was, I'm going to put 100% into it. And if you're going to do it, it's worth doing. Right. Period. Right. Yeah, and do it better than anybody else would do it. Period. So he wound up, I guess, seeing that in me, and he was very, very gracious. I owe a gratitude to this man. Greg Abels, if you're out there, I'll always be appreciative and, and thankful um, last time I heard about Greg, he was in Jinx, Oklahoma as a pastor in a church out there, but Greg helped me. He started teaching me. He took me under his wing. And before I knew it, within a year or so, when he was out of town, I would manage some of his construction projects and home, uh, building sites for, for him. And, uh, he actually helped me, uh, build my very first house on my own back around 1998, somewhere in there. And that's where it started. So you just kind of fell into just, it wasn't really a, Hey, this is what I want to do. You didn't grow up thinking at, at the end of time that this was what you wanted to do, but right. it just kind of happened. That's it. And you gave it 100%. That's it, 100%. What motivates you in the morning? When you wake up in the morning and those, Man, that's that simple. sun's coming up, what, what motivates you? And that's actually, simple. it's before the sun comes up, I know. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, family and friends. Man, I'll tell you what. I've got the most beautiful wife at home, and, and not just that beautiful of how she looks. You guys will get to see her one of these days, but just inside and out, she's phenomenal. My kids, listen, I want them to have a better uh, uh, I don't think they could ever have a better foundation of love than what I have, but maybe a better financial foundation to start off from. Uh, I want to see them live the best life, be the best them they can be, and I feel like that's dad's responsibility to put them in a position where they can go from there. So my my family, my friends, you, brother, every day, the people that work with us, um, we don't have people work for us. People here would agree uh, with that. But, yeah, man, it's people. This whole thing about life, is a it's a people thing. It's a people thing, and those that are closest to us, uh, that, that's what drives me. Family. Yeah. Can't beat it. No, you Family can't. and friends, and I, I consider you my family more than I do a, more than I do a friend. Absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that's strong. Strong motivation. Mm. Definitely put some drive in you. Well, you, know, you don't want to let anybody down. That's right. You're responsible. But, you're the leader. You're, you're the guy. Yeah, but you know what? I think, too, Cowboy, it's important to say, important to know that you need to get to a place where you don't want to let yourself down. I think that's important, too. So, I actually motivate me, too. I like it. I like it. Hell, he motivates me also. Yeah. He's a motivator. Give me a, give me a, life, a, a life lesson, and I know, I know we got a bunch of – we talked about this last yeah. week. We have a bunch of life lessons. Give me a life lesson that changed your perspective uh-huh. of life and your perspective of business. Life Jeez. lesson. And there are so many. There, there really is so many. I have two that are coming to mind. I will just, I'll mention one in the, at a later date. We can talk about it. I'll choose this one because it has to do with teamwork. Uh, I played sports, uh, football since second grade on basketball, track, all that. And um, I'll never forget in the seventh grade, it was the first time I actually played a game in front of a big stadium. A lot of people there in North Little Rock, Arkansas, went to a middle school called Lakewood Middle School. And uh, I was the uh, tailback. It was running back. And I'll never forget. Because tailbacks are kind of smaller breed, right? They're not. They're the fastest on the field. Oh, that's oh, fastest. That's I got you. Is. I'm sorry. Yeah, fastest. I didn't mean smallest. I meant fastest. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what he meant. <laughs> so, but yes, you would be true and accurate about that, too. I had. Uh, I think I scored three, four touchdowns in that game, and it just wasn't enough. We lost. The very first game in front of a crowd, and something real strange happened to me on that bus on the way back. I, didn't, I couldn't explain why, but I was crying. 
I felt like a bitch back there crying. And I noticed nobody else really was. This I, was back in the day when they didn't give trophies no. to everybody. No, that's, When you lost, you lost. You learned how to deal with a loss just like yeah. you learned how to enjoy the win. Yep. And you, you also had to learn how to, uh, to handle it, adjust, make an adjustment, and move on with it, get better from it, you know. And so I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, and something happened in me. I could have right then at that point blamed other people on the team, but something happened in me that was different that day. The reason I was crying wasn't because I was sad, but I was angry. Not at anybody else on my team. I was angry with me because I asked myself, could I not do more? And there was a truth behind it is I felt like I could do just 1% or 2% better. And there was something that clicked in my head that day, Cowboy, back in the seventh grade that simply said, you give 100% of every fucking thing that's in you and everything you do. And if you do that, you're going to come out on top. And, you know, that's rang true in my life. There are days to where on that day you may have lost a battle. But I swear to God. That if you give everything that you are, you put everything you are 100% into it, there's not been a single war that I've lost. True story. Man, faith like that, uh, man can move mountains. Yeah, no without, doubt. Without doubt. Hey, listen, you just heard it. Cadillac himself, a little small piece of him. We try to make it short and sweet. Cadillac, I love you, brother. Love you, too. Uh, as, a, as a friend, as a partner, as family. Yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed being in life with you. This yeah. has been this has been a good it's been a good time. It it's has. gonna be a lot of years of we're more only to come. Getting, we're only getting started, brother. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. we're gonna wrap this thing up. So what you heard today was a little bit about Cadillac. Uh we'll be on here next week talking a little more about business and getting yep. digging back in. We had a little fun at the range a couple of weeks ago and a little bit about me, a little bit about Cadillac. So listen. That's legitimate right there. It's good Both. stuff. Yes, it is. When you're thinking about going into business for yourself, think about everything. Think about what it takes. Think about all of the different parts and pieces that are going to be involved in what that business is and put 100% in. Yeah. Something that you heard both Cadillac and I talk about as far as being business owners and entrepreneurs is if you're not giving 100%, you're not going to make it. And if That's you right. think somebody else is going to do it for you, you're wrong. You've lost your Mine. And you know what? It don't put the pressure of other people on there. That's right. You know, that pressure needs to be on you. You do your best, and what happens, the whole idea about birds of a feather flock together, boy, that's the truth. It is the truth. So you be the best you you can be. And it's amazing that what you put out into life, what will be attracted back to you, and those same type of people will be. You'll be able to filter through and find those folks a lot like what's happened right here. And I got to tell you, if you've never had this <laughs> tequila right here, two things about it. You need to go get some today. And if you don't have a friend that thinks about you the way I got a friend, Cowboy, thinks about me to think about this tequila, then you're really not living life. I suggest you find some new friends. Yeah, I say today we make a toast mm -hmm. to uh, Cowboy Cadillac yep. and our friendship. Yeah, to our friendship and to y'all at home. There you Your go. success. That's good stuff. Hey, listen, y'all make sure y'all hit that subscribe button, like, share. Uh, come back and see us next week, Cowboy and Cadillac Show. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Peace out.